0: Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Welcome to Minnesota Monday. Happy to be here with you, kicking off the week with something quick and actionable that you can implement right away that'll make you more magnetic and effective. Today, I've got my friend, Jeff Goins. He's been on the show before, but today, Jeff's gonna teach us what to do with our life or how to figure out what that might be. Jeff, thanks for coming on, man.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Jordan.
0: Tell us what to do with our lives.
1: So, what do we do with our lives Um I find this is not a helpful question because typically you're going to get a number of uh, responses that are anything from like incredibly impractical, however inspiring they might sound, to really boring, however practical they may be. And, um, you know, after writing this book, The Art of Work, we talked about this on a previous episode, uh, I I realized that a lot of the... um, advice that is given in this, uh, world in terms of finding your passion, figuring out what you want to do with, uh, your life or even, um, finding your dream job. Um, a lot of it is unhelpful. And I think sort of the stock answer is just go do what you love. I mean, that's sort of a, a standard answer. And, uh, that just doesn't always work, right? Like I love making guacamole, uh, but the, the likelihood of we, of me making a living doing that and money isn't everything, but if I, you know, chase my passion and it makes me broke, then I've got to go find a job. So finding a way to pay for your passion, whatever it might be, is part of the work. So doing what you love, I I think, is not enough in spite of that wonderful Steve Jobs commencement speech. We need more than passion in order for us to figure out what we want to do with our lives. At the same time, there are camps of people that say, find something and go be great at it. And I think this is a wonderful way to get paid. It is a great way to um, actually contribute something of value in the world. But I think there are things that you're good at that, frankly, you probably can't do all the time or even for extended periods of time because you just don't like those things. There are things that I'm good at that I just don't like. I'm pretty good at managing people when I have to force myself to do it uh, because my personality is just wired that way but it, it bores me. I don't like doing it. I'd I'd rather go create things. And so what I want to propose is a little bit more of a sophisticated, uh, approach to gain clarity on, uh, figuring out what we're good at. Uh, how we can use it to be useful in the world uh, without it draining us, but actually filling us up. And so there are three important questions that you need to ask yourself. And if you're sitting down at a place where you can write this down, great. If not, you know, go back and listen to this at a time when you can do that. But I want to ask you three questions that are basically going to fill these um, three little diagrams. We're going to do a little exercise here. So question one, just write this down and then we'll talk about how to uh, chart it out. Question one is a question of passion. You need to ask yourself, what do I love? Cause that is important. What do I love doing? So not like I love my dog and I love steaks. Uh, although those are, you know, great things, <laughs> but like, what what do you love to do with your time? Um, and, and that's, that's the first question to this exercise and what i want you to do is draw a little circle now uh, and put a p in the middle of that circle and then fill it with you know one to three things have a few things in there that you love doing and uh, this is how we do what parker palmer calls listening to your life parker palmer palmer said in let your life speak before i can tell my life what i want to do with it i need to listen to my life telling me who i am so before we decide i want to do this this is my dream it's going to be amazing Ask yourself, who am I really? And that really begins with the question, what do I love doing? So you're going to make a list of those things. That's question one. Question two is a question of skill. Ask yourself, what am I good at? What am I better at? Not than everybody in the world, because that's uh, you know like a hard question to answer. But what do you think you're better at than maybe ten thousand other people? Than most people? What's something that's really obvious to you that, in the words of Derek Sivers, is amazing? to others? What's something that you take for granted? You're just naturally good at computers or uh, auto mechanics or uh, math or whatever it might be. Something that feels pretty natural to you. You can do it in your sleep and it's not a big deal. Make a list of those skills and uh, then draw a second circle that intersects with the first circle. So you go at a P circle. Now you've got an S circle for skill. That's, that's the second question, what am I good at? Third question, is a question of demand what do I have that the world needs? Uh, Which sounds like a big question, so a a more approachable way to ask it is, what do I have that other people want? Maybe it's um, expert advice, it is the ability to encourage other people. Forget for a second whether you love this or even if you're good at it. What is the thing that people just won't leave you, uh, you know, alone about? You just find yourself getting into situations where you're always leading the conversation, telling the funniest jokes, picking the restaurant, whatever it might be. Uh, what is the thing that other people rely on you for? And make a list of about three things and draw a third circle. So now you've got a Venn diagram. The third circle has a D on it for demand. You've got passion, skill and demand. And what you should have in front of you is, um, you've got three big circles, then you've got three smaller ovals and then you've got one little like triangle shape in the very, very middle where all three intersect. And that is your sweet spot. We're going to come back to that in a second. So let's talk about when you get intersection between the first two passion and skill. You're really good at it and you really like it. That's called a hobby. It is okay to have hobbies, right? So I'm not saying don't have hobbies. But what I think we do with this, you know, when we think, well, what should I do with my life? I should chase my passion. I should do things that I'm good at. I should just do things that, you know, provide usefulness in the world and that are of utility. And what we're looking for, obviously, is an intersection of all three of those things. But we also want to know where should we compartmentalize these things that don't fit into the very small core sweet spot of what it is we do. So passions... And skills, things that merge there, you're good at it, you like it, um, that's a hobby. I went biking with a friend of mine. I don't even know that I could call myself good at this, <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun, it was enjoyable, I did it without dying, that's a hobby. I have no desire to do this competitively. So that allows you to you know, sort of take stock of the things that are your hobbies that you're going to spend you know, 10, 20% of your time at most doing in your free time. You don't have to be great at this. You don't have to get paid to do this. It's just something to do on the side. So that's the first sort of uh, oval in between passions and skills. The second one, just kind of moving down, I've got a little drawing here, passion, skill, demand, um, between skill and demand, there's another little oval where you intersect and that I call drudge work. It's a day job, nothing bad about it. You may spend half of your waking hours doing this. You're good at it. People want it. You could do this till the day you die, but you don't love it. You're not passionate about it. It's not, you're not going to be able to sustain this for a very, very long time without having existential crisis after existential crisis. So, you know, maybe that means you're a lawyer or a doctor or uh, a shopkeeper, whatever it means. Uh, I think people still keep shops, Um, but it's drudge work. And it's fine. There's a place for this. A lot of us spend most of our time doing this, but it needs to have a compartment. And we need to be honest about what this actually is. I'm good at it. People want it. I don't love it. It's drudge work. Uh, The final little oval spot is passion and demand, right? You love it, uh, but you're not necessarily good at it. But there's a demand for it. I call this a fad. Uh, sometimes, you know, it just hasn't been around long enough. Like take Snapchat, for example. Um, it like has Snapchat been around for somebody to be really good at it? I I, I don't know. Maybe there are Snapchat masters out there. Uh, I don't mean to offend any of you Snapchat senseis out there. Um, but something that is fairly new and everybody's excited about it. You're excited about it. People want it, but there may just not be a possibility to be really good at it yet or, like you're just not good at it, but you're you're playing into the hype. That's a fad. That's obviously gonna fizzle out over time uh, because there's, there's no real skill there. And so you either need to develop that as a skill and push it into the sweet spot, or you need to go, this is cool. I'm gonna ride this wave for a while, but this is not something that I'm gonna do uh, forever because I'm just not good at it. And so when you've got these three little ovals, you've got the hobby, you've got the drudge work, and then you've got the fad, you have a choice to make. Do I keep doing these things and realize I'm gonna spend... A minority of my time, you know, doing the hobby or pursuing the fad, or even a good chunk of my time doing the drudge work, understanding that it's not going to be the most fulfilling and meaningful work possible, or am I going to try to go pro with one of these things and push it into the middle sweet spot? And I, I like drawing this out because you realize that that very, very small center where passion, skill, and demand intersect, that's your sweet spot. I call that a calling. You can think of it as a vocation, your life's work, your purpose, uh, whatever you want. But the point is, this is the one thing that you can do well that you can do and love it. I'm not going to say it's not like there aren't days when it's not fun, uh, but every day you get up and this is meaningful work. You don't have to spend 40 hours or 60 hours or 80 hours a week doing this, but this is your one thing that you do that basically nobody else can do like you. Uh, you're good at it. People want it. It's, it's adding value and meaning in the world. Um, and, and you're having a blast doing it. And so as you sit down and look at these three different compartments of life, passions, skills, and demand, my challenge to you is this, um, take some time, take 30 days, put write down three passions, three skills, three things that people want from you, uh, and then find an intersection for one of them and spend the next 30 days finding more time, find 30 minutes, an hour a day to dedicate to this, if you don't have something that falls into the sweet spot, look at one of these fads or hobbies or drudge work and say, could I learn to love this? Could I become better at this? Could I find somebody to, uh, want or need this or even be able to pay me for it? Pick one of these and try to move them into this center sweet spot and do it for 30 days And see how it feels. This isn't about, you know, overnight going, oh, now I know what I need to do with my life. But as you look at the things that you could pursue uh, or as you look at making career decisions now or even going deeper in the business or life or uh, work that you have, ask yourself this question. Anytime you pursue something, do I love this? am I good at this or could I be good at this? And do people want this or could I find people to want this? And I think the goal for all of us is to try to move more and more of how we spend our time here on earth into that sweet spot so that we can live better, more meaningful
0: lives. Thanks so much, Jeff. That has been super useful. I I, I mean, look, it's a little complicated to go through a written drill in an audio only format. So hopefully people will take some time at home and do that because obviously if it, if and when it works, it's been well worth the time. And I wanna remind people about the Art of Charm Challenge as well. We designed this to help you connect with others, create more productive personal and business relationships, and we have step-by-step challenges to help you move forward. So if you like drills and exercises like this, you'll love the AOC Challenge. And there's a Facebook group with thousands of other AOC family taking the challenge at the same time as well. And of course, AJ and I are in there with the rest of the Art of Charm team, helping you all move through these challenges as well. So you can get there by texting charmed, at C-H-A-R-M-E-D to 33444 here in the States, or just go to theartofcharm.com slash challenge and get rocking. All right, everybody. Have a great week.